Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? No. Ross Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> there we go. I like the cut of that kid's jib. Yeah. It's got a bit of attitude on him in a good way. Doesn't doesn't fuck around. Hi, I'm Robin Josh. This is my 40-month-year-old boy, Rowan. Oh, you said his... year old again. Oh, yeah, sorry. They didn't even put that in. With his attempt at your intro, love listening to the podcast as we too are in the thick of it with a one and three-year-old. Thanks for keeping us sane, following the sleepless nights and toddler tantrums. Stay sexy and relatable. Tom, Emily, Rowan and Alfie listening up north in Sheffield. Lovely. There we go. How are you, Rob? I'm good. Well, we've got we've got a uh, email here I want to talk to you about. about Ooh, you know, we mentioned that you didn't get spotted in Darlington Nando's. Yeah. We mentioned that on the pod. Yeah. Um... And they said, hi, guys, just listen to the recent podcast about Josh not being recognised in Nando's Darlington. Me and my boyfriend were tucking into our chicken when I saw Josh walk through and I did, did a double take. Oh, I mentioned it go. to my here boyfriend we because we both love the podcast. Too intimidated by star quality. My boyfriend said, was Adam there? Adam Hills? Oh, unbelievable. Brutal. My boyfriend said, there's no way that's Josh. <laughs> there's no way that's Josh Widdicombe. Look at how feebly he's walking. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he sense. didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> and Josh... That isn't what it said. Well, it, that's what the email says. And no, Josh, it isn't. It, on my life... Feebly? Well, not my words. Unbelievable. Josh walked past us to the toilet, walking as if he was going to be attacked at any moment. This isn't true. <laughs> You're making then, the whole thing up. No, and then proceeded to sit in the corner for 10 minutes by himself, looking awfully depressed. So we concluded it can't have been him. Fuck Love the podcast, that's from Lucy. That, that is a genuine email. I did sit in the corner on my own. I do admit Looking that. depressed. I didn't look depressed. I do think, though, people think when they see a comedian that they're going to be, how's it going? Oh, and like, but when you're not working, you yeah. are just floating around do? Sit with in a normal the corner face. Of Nando's look, if I'd sat in the corner of Nando's looking like I'm having the time of my life, it would have been insane. Like Ken Dodd, he's there with a little feather duster. Yeah, exactly. I was just looking at my phone. Yeah, that, I, I think, though, if you think that can't be a comedian, look how miserable they are. That's a comedian. 
<laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> we do comedy in spite of who we are. Yeah, exactly. Not because of who we <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, thank you for that. Feeble. I don't even know what a feeble walk is. Uh, I'd say what, get yourself in a hall of mirrors, you'll find out. <laughs> I'd say though you don't stride into a Nando's. No, I don't, I don't like stride into a an Nando's. alpha male bombshell at Love Island. Do you know what I mean? You will shuffle no, in. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm picking up a halloumi and mushroom pita. I'm not picking up a full chicken. But I think up north, maybe there. I think up north for a little bit more blokey than down south. So like blokes walk in like big tough guys kind of thing in Darlington. It's quite a tough yeah. town, Darlington. Um, so I think you're maybe you're feeble for Darlington, but I tell you what, in that Gales queue, you're a big oh, deal. Oh, mate, get out of the fucking way. I want a cheese <laughs> twist. Thank you very much. Big dogs in town for a little yeah. veggie pastry. Oh, well, that's good that someone spotted me and was rude about me. <laughs> that's good news. <laughs> They'll have a little hang up for you to worry about the way yeah, you walk. exactly. The way I walk feebly. Um, kids saying the wrong funny things. Hi, Rob and Josh. We were talking to my son about his forehead. Coincidentally, he was age four at that time. My five-year-old daughter then made the assumption that it was his forehead because he was four and she was a five-head. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, lovely stuff. Heather says, on kids mispronouncing things, my son was playing with his toy cars and he thought shortcut was pronounced short. <laughs> Yeah, it's always good when it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's always good. That's the rule. Hi, guys. I saw you at the Work in Progress show in Norwich on Wednesday. Bloody hilarious. Yes. Sexually and relatable, obviously. When my son was learning to talk, he was obsessed with planes and helicopters. Except he called them hairy doctors for helicopters. Oh. Hairy doctors. Hairy doctors. That's good. Does he think... Because my daughter will do somewhere. You go, that is logical. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I think it just... They don't know they're saying it, and then it slowly yeah, yeah, yeah. assimilates, doesn't it? My youngest used to say, Wildsberry, for raspberry, Wildsberry. And it's so cute, and she still does it now and again. But it's, and she gets up goes, oh, no, no, it's raspberry, because she, she knows how to say it. And then she gets embarrassed, because they want to be grown up, don't they? Yeah. Um, all right, okay, right, Josh, you know you asked for the worst thing you've ever smelled? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I think, replied, have they? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. And there's a, there's a note here that's written in bold red writing that Michael's put in from the correspondence. Some of these should come with a content warning. There's a few that are quite disgusting and not for those of a delicate disposition. Oh. Um, should we try this one? Yeah, go on. Hi, Robin Josh. Firstly, thank you for the amazing podcast. You know how exciting it is when your child finds their giggle? And as a parent, you get so overwhelmed of how adorable it is, you do anything you can to make them giggle. Well, when my daughter found her laugh and laughed for the first time, I obviously loved it and tried to make her do it again. Yeah. I lifted her up, <laughs> I lifted her above my head to blow raspberries on her tummy. Oh, no. And as she was laughing, on the way back down, she was sick. It went in my mouth and up my nose. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, I've had to turn away from the mic, and I don't even know why I'm doing that. And I'll fight anyone who says that warm, regurgitated baby milk isn't the worst smell in the world, oh, Eric. Far. Oh, my God. Mouth and nose. Oh, my God. I think we do one, one a show. I can't. I don't know if we can do yeah. two. No, that's oh, awful. God. Oh, yeah. sick in your mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this feature. It's amazing how smells live with you. I don't like this feature either, but I'm almost, like, addicted to it. I can't read anymore. Right, we'll do it some another time. Okay, should we bring our guest on? I feel sick now. Yeah, it's not ideal, is oh, it? Let me finish on, let me finish on something funny. Here okay, don't do another one. On the subject of kids saying funny things from Tuesday's podcast, my youngest used to say, for chocolate and sweeties, cock it and feces. 
Oh, that's nice. That's I feel, good. I can't that's believe it. Feels like that's made up, that. It's very neat, but I'm happy with it. Right, Susie Ruffle, uh, great friend of the show. She's got one kid. You'll hear all about it. Love this interview. Please welcome the wonderful Susie Ruffle. Hello, Susie Ruffle. <coughs> Hello, yeah. Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. Sorry, did I cough all over that, Josh? You really did, Jerry. Yeah. I thought that was quite bad. Sorry, should we start again? <laughs> let's do a proper intro. Okay. Susie's our friend, but let's pretend this is like... Let's pretend a, she's not. ...official interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, who are you? <laughs> who we got up next? We've got a lovely comedian up next. I've heard they're brilliant. Lovely. No one's lovely, lovely comedian. A funny one. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you me say, that? right? He's a lovely bloke. He's a lovely girl. Let's do a proper intro, Josh. Go on. But I know what you're about to say, Josh. Do you remember when we did that gig and the guy couldn't remember my name? Yeah, in Chester. Yeah. In Chester. <laughs> this is like... I love this. ...more than a decade ago. Yeah. More than a decade ago. We're no, in I Chester. No, about a decade ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, fine. A decade and a week ago. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? That's very you. Can you stop talking over our women guests, Josh? Oh, God. Sorry, Sue. It's like being back on Mock the Week. (laughs) About two times I did it. (laughs) (laughs) So, we were in Chester doing a tour show, and then we were doing... It must have been quite a small gig in Chester because you decided to double it with a weekend gig. And then they put me on as an open spot. But the guy, who I had never seen before and have never seen since... (laughs) couldn't remember my name and he'd written it on his hand and he went up next we've got uh we've got someone doing a shorter set and it is and then had to look at his hand but rather than sort of looking at it quite casually he went I've got a problem with my hands at the moment <laughs> sort of stretched his hand out oh, to read it to read my name and everyone was like oh okay and then he was like Susie Ruffle. And I could see the room was small enough that I could see yeah, Josh. I was delighted. Sort of guffawing at the back. Absolutely, absolutely loved Absolutely dying. Good times though. How are you, Susie? We've moved on with our lives. We have. Tell us about your setup at home. My setup at home is that I'm currently having double glazing windows oh. put in, so I'm at Jen Brister's house. <laughs> All right. So you're not actually at home. No, I'm not living here. Someone's trying to fight the winter fuel bills going up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, we moved into a house and it's really fucking cold. Oh, yeah. So we've got to get our windows done. So that's oh. happened. Is it a Victorian build? It is, yeah. They're so pretty, aren't they? But fuckers. So pretty, but it's really cold. Really, really annoying. Really cold. I think everyone sort of does that, don't they? When they get out, I love it, like a, yeah. a Victorian build with like the high ceilings. Fuckers to heat. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to my life. Windows need doing. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm as cold as I am at your house, Josh. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, like any good lesbian, I've popped round to Jim Brister's house because the Ah, sounds better here. Of course. There's not a key either. It just scans you and you get let in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Any lesbians within 50 miles are allowed in and out. They just scan your shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's done a bit of walking. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope she's broke them Doc Martins in. Get in. (laughs) They're comfy. I did a gig in flip flops once. Did you? Oh, fuck off, Rob. Yeah, and shorts. Are you allowed to swear on this? Yeah, do what you want, mate, yeah. Oh, well, flip-flops on stage. There's no rules. Was it like someone was clapping? Because, you know, they sort of... Yeah, as I walked off. (laughs) Silent clap. Slow clapped off. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that was. Sort of ignorance is bliss, arrogance, really. How long ago was this? Yeah, where were you? Oh, this was when I first started, probably the first year of comedy. I wouldn't do it now. No. I'd hope not. I've got slightly more respect for the art. (laughs) But back then, I hated everyone and everything and just thought, fuck you, I'll do what I want. And it was really uncomfortable, actually, and I regretted it immediately. Anyway, how old's your daughter? (laughs) (laughs) she's coming up for three 
three. Ooh, so okay. we're beyond saying months. Yes. 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 You know, you've hit that point, don't you? Stop fanning about with 22 months, 24 months. I think a two, that should stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyone that's going like 28, no, no, no a two, no. that stops, I think. So nearly three. So she's chatty. She's fun. Her emotions are extreme. Yep. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got another year of that. Because you remember that bit where the joy is just so joyful. Yeah. And the rage is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I think three's worse than two. You know, instead of terrible twos. Oh, yeah. Don't agree. say that. I'm a month out. Don't say that. Yeah, I do. I think physically two's really bad because they're developing, they can run around and grab everything, but they don't really understand the communication of it to go like stop, no, and all that kind of thing. But at three, that's when psychologically it starts ramping up. <laughs> and that only ever gets worse because you mentally get weaker and they get stronger. Yeah. Until you're dead. I think that's uh, something to look forward to, Sue. This has been lovely. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, great <laughs> podcast. Congratulations, guys. Bye. <laughs> Where is she today? Nursery. Nursery. How's it going at nursery? Loves it. Loves it. That's good. Loves it. Got a couple of mates. Got mates. Gets the bus, got a vape, stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, you're in South London now. They all vape from nursery. No, mate, I'm in Brighton now. Oh, you moved to Brighton? We're yeah. off the vapes. Right. Now she's got some yeah, wacky backy. So. Oh, so that is windy with the Victorian windows. Windy, yes. Oh. <laughs> Whipping off the sea. Yeah. Straight in them little gaps. Uh, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> so she's quite into nursery. It's quite interesting, isn't it, at that point when they've got friends that you haven't introduced them to? Yes. So she'll talk about them, but you haven't met them? Yeah. What about a pickup? I don't go in and introduce myself. Can I turn up at a pickup with a couple of names and go bring them out as well? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to have a look Can at I them. Have a quick word with Barnaby? <laughs> yeah, go on, bring Steve and Jessica out and have a look. <laughs> so, yeah, so she comes home and sort of says, like, oh, yeah, I was doing this and we hit some dinosaurs and... Yeah, and have you thought to capitalise and text the parents of these kids to set up a play date? Oh, yeah. OK. And have you done it? Yeah, twice. And both of the mums were really nice. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, one of the mums was like, oh, I think our daughters are friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, they are. And she was like, do you want to do something? And I was so relieved because we'd like only just moved to the area. And I was like, yes, please, please. Can I come to your yes, house? I think everyone's awkward about it, but everyone's up for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Freshers' Week. Also as well, when they get to school and nursery and stuff, it's a bit different with nursery because you're not really laying proper foundations down because you all know they're all going to piss off yeah. to a number of different yeah. schools, right? So yeah. I never bothered with nursery, but I've put a shift in with school. Yeah. It's very interesting when there's sort of like maybe a kid in the class who's a bit annoying or being a bit naughty and then you go for a coffee with a parent and you sort of go, yeah, oh, so, so and so. And they go, yeah, yeah. And then like everyone's all tiptoed around the fact going, he's a prick. He's a prick, isn't he? And we all think it. How can we extract our child away from that prick? We're in this together, me and you. But it's awkward if the mum of the prick is there. Yeah. Um... Have you two become friends with anyone from school? Yes. Um, Rob doesn't like the people from school, but I have. No, that's a lie. I'd say, yeah, I'm very matey with them. I go to the pub with them sometimes and I play football with them. Oh, that's quite friendly. But I'm in the market of losing friends at the moment. So I, Consider I'm it quite... done, Rob. I'll delete your number later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite up for increasing acquaintances through a promotion and a demotion. Okay. You know. Have you got a one-in-one-out policy, Rob? Yeah, I'm sort of <laughs> dropping them down, bringing them up to... Is this a transfer window? Yeah, yeah, so I'm like Chelsea, basically. I want a full squad 
of acquaintances, but I don't. I'm too stretched as it is to have someone who's a friend. I think it's quite demanding being a friend. How isn't many it? friends do you think you can have? I think you four or five tops. Yeah, four or five. Really good friends that you can properly keep on top of and help out. And what do you consider? What do you consider a friend? Oh. <laughs> Someone that messages you that says, I'm going through a bad time. Yeah. And you have to do more than go, oh, I hope you feel better soon. <laughs> oh, God, I've got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> How many friends have you got, Susie? Um, <laughs> it sounds like I'm panicked year seven. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, like, yeah, like Rob said, like a handful, maybe like six. I'd say that you're one of them, Josh. Yeah. yeah. No offence, Rob, I just never opened for you on the road where we had to really put in the years of friendship. No, 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 no. You two have got more history. Is Tom Allen one? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If you had like a... I'm going to give you three scenarios. I want you to say whether you'd go to me or Tom Allen and then we'll get back to parenting. All three, Tom. Let's carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> So have you met any of the friends? Do you approve of the friends? Yes. I met a few of the friends, which is really nice. And then there's obviously friends like Jen, whose house I'm at today. She's got two boys. I know that you've had her on the podcast years ago. So like then there's the friends that we've sort of forced upon our daughter because we're like, well... Yes. I don't like those kind of friends. What do you mean? I much prefer, and I think Rob disagrees with me on this, I prefer the children to make the decision and we have to deal with the parents then we make the decision and the children have to I know, I agree with that, Josh. I'm on your side. Yeah. Oh, OK. No, I agree. No, I want her to choose her friends. Mm, doesn't sound like it. But also, I want to spend time with my friends. Yeah, yeah. And I can't leave her at home. Yes, <laughs> but if the kids don't get on with each other, it doesn't even matter if you get on with the oh, parents. Yeah. yeah. The day's awful. Oh, no. If my kids are on holiday and they're getting on with other kids and they're quiet in the pool, I'll happily have a mimosa with Fred and Rose West. <laughs> Let's not get bogged down by your pass. Let's just focus on the moment. God, how terrible for them to have that name. <laughs> that must have been heartbreaking. I'm surprised they didn't change it. You've got to split up in that situation. Well, imagine, because there's lots of Wests. Imagine if you are a Rose and you like a guy called West. You're like, I can't marry you. Would you change your first name or your second name? No, you just keep your own. So, yeah. yeah. Just keep Shipman, whatever it is you've got. <laughs> Anyway, back to your children or child, Susan. Child. I don't think I've got two. No, no. I was going to ask, is your partner working? Yes, we both work. Working full time. Yes. So, and you're going on tour. Your tour's coming up. So how are you? So Alice works four days a week. Yep. And then I try and have Wednesday where I'm not working. Yep. But I get a day with her by myself and then Alice gets a day with her by yep. herself on Friday. And then we sort of juggle it. Mm. You know, my mum comes and helps. Alice's mum comes and helps. She does a bit of nursery as well. So it's all very up in the air. Is your nursery, you can just turn up when you like kind of thing? Or a... What do you mean? <laughs> Midnight. Have a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on a big one. Yeah. She won't go to sleep. Fucking it's up. not 24 hours petrol station, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got set days at nursery? Yes, 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 yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, so she's at nursery Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. It's mama day on Wednesdays yeah. and it's mummy day on Fridays. So you mama and Alice's mummy? I'm mama. Right. And Alice's mummy, yeah. How did you decide? Uh, I don't actually remember the conversation that we had. But that's what you and Alice called each other anyway, isn't it? Yeah, 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 so it just worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Alice, you call her mummy weirdly as well, don't you? It's quite a weird dynamic with my friendship group. It's a bit weird. Josh calls all women that are older than him mummy. He's working through it in therapy, but they haven't cracked it yet. And it really pissed off Lorraine Kelly, didn't it? Worst thing is Rose is a month older than me. 
so you've had lockdown yes. and then you've obviously been working and you're busy you've got your podcast yeah. you've doing tv and yeah. live gigs and stuff but now you're doing your big tour yes. and this is quite a big tour a lot of dates is that correct yeah it is yeah it is quite a lot of dates and when do when do you start so I did an autumn leg of it, and now it restarts in March. Yeah, so how is it being away from home? I find it quite hard being away. Snappy's a great title for a uh, tour, by the way. Yeah, it's good. For a tour that yeah. you had to name six months before starting the writing on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, we've all been there. <laughs> Wallop. So I, obviously, for no gay couple, was one of us having a baby an accident. But I think, you know, because... It was a very planned thing for us to become mums. And it was something both of us had really, really wanted for a really long time. I knew once she came along, my work would sort of begin to take a back seat. And so with the tour and with everything that I do now, really, Mm, it's like, well, what's the easiest way to do this as a family? So I only do a couple of days a week. So the tour is running on and on and on because I only want to do a couple of days a week. Yeah. And I don't want to be away too much. You know, a time will come when she's less interested in me and I'll still be a stand-up then, you know, and I'll be going out on the road. So I think it was quite a long journey to us becoming mums. Are you coming home every night? Are you... No. So I don't do more than two nights away. So if I do... I, I can do... I'll do as many as three nights, but then I probably won't do any more that week unless it's there and back. And then I'll be home late on that night. Yes. Yeah. But I just feel like at the moment she's so little yeah. that she gets quite upset. Yeah. yeah. And then I can't bear it. And I'm leaving and she sort of goes, no work, no work. Oh. And it just breaks your heart. Yeah. No work, no nursery, no dinner, no holidays. <laughs> See you in two nights. <laughs> You've moved away from London, right? Yeah. Was that a parenting decision to spend more time with her and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, do you know what? Part of it was because I was ready to leave London. Hmm. And it's really expensive. We wanted to have a house and we could get not loads more in Brighton. I wanted to be closer to my mum and dad. They're in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're an hour down the road now, which is lovely. And I really wanted her to have friends who had two mums or two dads. There's just more gay people here that have kids. And I just don't want her to ever feel, you know, I don't want to get out my tiny violin. But I know that when I was growing up, I found it really hard feeling different. Yes. I yeah. felt really isolated. I felt really alone for my sort of teen years. And so I just never want her to feel like that. I never want her... Not that I'm saying she'll be gay. You know, 100% of the friends I've got that are gay have straight parents. If anything, you lot are doing it. Mm. But I just never want her to feel like a massive outsider. I wanted her to know people that were like us. Yeah. Because it is a new thing, really, isn't it? For our generation, it's sort of... It's happening a lot. Yeah, totally. But when we were kids, which was only sort of 15, 20 years ago, no one. Not even on the news, like in LA, like, you know, uh, these famous actors are doing it. Yeah, exactly. It was nowhere. And like you say, like... Because you were were South London, was it Sydenham Way? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where, like, even, like, where I'm in Bromley, and, and I know Josh laughs, but that's sort of London. It's not in the middle of nowhere. But the gender roles are really still quite stuck on round where we live. Yeah. It's like, I'll have mates who are in their 50s, like, or friends of friends or people I've met, they go like, oh, don't your wife cook then? And I'm like, well, no, I do the cooking more in our family. He's like, really? I'm like, are you, sorry, are you an alien? Yeah, it's Yes, I, I, I do cook more <laughs> in our house because I enjoy it more and who doesn't really yeah. like cooking? And we're both two adults that like doing things we like. <laughs> you know. And, and so I do think if you went to a school in South East London and both your parents were the same sex, it would be more problematic than it would be in Brighton. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, like, exactly what you're saying, because of 
growing up when we all grew mm. up. You know, we were a similar age. I never thought that I could be a mum. Yeah. Right? It's actually why I always put so much into, like, my career and, like, oh, well, I need to achieve, I need to succeed in some way. Almost in a way, like, oh, I need to give something for my mum and dad to be proud of oh. because I don't think I'm going to make them grandparents. Oh, oh that's yeah. a big pressure. Because it just didn't feel like it was something that was possible for me. And, like, however you do it as a queer person, whether you do, you know, surrogacy, IVF, adoption, whichever route you go down, it is like an emotional and quite often financial Mm. huge expense. And do you find that you now, is there like any questions from her or does there any like... Not yet. Not yet. We've got lots of books that are like to dad. You've got Alfred and Albert. Is that the Penguin one? No, uh, it's too aardvarks. <laughs> oh, no, then no, I haven't. Oh, I'd highly recommend it. It's great. Oh, send me a copy. <laughs> it's like two aardvarks that fall in love. Oh, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, I enjoyed that. What a strange distraction from me. I just can't believe there's just so many animals yeah. in it. Yeah, the, and penguins. Is that the penguin one? No. Have you got the giraffe one? Yeah. What about the hippo well, one? Well, I think it came because there were penguins in London Zoo that were gay. Right. Ooh. And I think that's... I don't know whether... No, that might not be right that that's where that came from, yeah. but there was like a big story in the news. And did like, they adopt or do surrogacy at London Zoo? <laughs> <laughs> they looked after an egg together. Oh, so it was sort of oh. like a casual penguin adoption. That's sort of how it happened, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know. I don't know whether it's like, you know... I don't know if they've got to do a lot of forms. I feel like that probably wouldn't be <laughs> yeah, but, uh, in their I don't know how they did the legal. I don't know if, if they wanted to take the penguin on holiday. I don't know how the paperwork would work. And so what's it like at your nursery? Is it... Oh, there's no other gay parents, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's the quiz? So there are no other gay parents at the school? No, no, but yeah. we've got lots of friends that are gay parents. And, you know, there's lots of people in her life you know, there's lots of different mm. kinds of families in our life. More than anything, we just want to be like, look, there's lots of yeah. options. And then, yeah. obviously, we've got lots of friends that are gay. She knows Tom really well. She calls him Pom Pom, <laughs> uh, which I think suits him even more. What's Tom Allen like as a fun uncle? He's really good with her. Is he? He's really good with her. Yeah, he's really, really sweet. Although she went to a pride party at his house. Um, I was away working and she went into the garden and Tom had, like, done it all up with, like rainbows and flags and loads of stuff and she ran into the garden and at the top of her lungs at a pride party was when we we found out in real time that she can't say flag (laughs) so she just ran into tom's garden and went fags fags so many fags (laughs) i mean absolute nightmare I tell you what. Flags! She's saying flags. She's yeah. saying flags, guys. It's lucky she's your daughter there because they're not going to blame the parents. If it was yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my what word. What are they saying behind closed doors? Oh, it's funny. But yes, so I think that was definitely part of the moving here. And I think it's a nice place to grow up. I grew up by the seaside. Yeah. It sort of felt like a decision for us as well. Like, I think when you do a job like ours, it, it can be all-encompassing. Yeah. And I think it's different for different people, but I think for me, when it is completely all-encompassing, is actually at the time when I'm at my least funny... <laughs> And yeah. at my most anxious. Yeah, yeah. It sort of defines you as you are the comedian, not Susie the mum or the, the wife or the friend. Or like, yeah, exactly. And all they ask you about is, what's so-and-so like off the telly? <laughs> or why aren't you on the telly? All those things, yeah. But if you say you're a comedian, it's either why haven't I seen you on the telly? Or it's what are they like off the telly? Yeah, or I don't like this person. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. And it's sort of like 
Yeah. To start going, well, comedy's about opinion and everyone's sort of good in their own way. And you have to. And that sort of, sort of triggers your ego to be like, oh, like, I'm more, more than that. Although, actually, it's quite difficult to book. There's not as many panel shows anymore than there was 10 years ago. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't go into that. You know, it, you can be totally defined and, and just obsessed with a job like yeah. this because there's not a point where you go, oh, you've reached the next, you're at Where you manager yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're at, you know, oh, you're now a partner. Yeah. Or, or you've got yeah. a team that can take some of the workload. You can't send yeah. off a little Susie Ruffle disciple to Bradford. <laughs> I'd love to. To go, yeah, do the show for me tonight. I've got things to mop up with the New York office. <laughs> but it's all those things. And then I think that moving out of London and it being a choice for our family rather than, and, you know, Alice has the patience of a fucking saint. You know, for the first five years of our relationship, it was about my job. Yeah. Or four years of our relationship. It was about my job. It was about her being available when I wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when we decided we wanted to become mums and we started the journey of parenthood and and getting there and working out how we were going to get there, we sort of had to have a conversation where she had to be like, okay, so it's not all about your career anymore. Yeah. Which is really good. And how did you feel at that point? I'm out. Does Alice work from home then? Alice works from home and then she goes into London sort of once a week. Okay, that's handy. Yeah, you know, she's very much the... She keeps us alive. (laughs) She makes sure there's everything. She's doing all the mental load, Susie. Do you know what the mental load is? Is it what I used to do when we were on tour for you? No, it's not. (laughs) Oh, my God. How's this backfired on me? I'm joking. Come on, Josh. Talk to me about the mental load, Josh. It's stuff like remembering when a friend's birthday is. Or what the kids need at school that week. Yes, I think so. I'm trying to do more of that. But it's Alice is sort of the lead on that issue in your relationship. She She's definitely the lead. Who does the bins? I do the bins. Yep, okay, cool. Do you like the bins? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's a good job, the bins. I like doing the recycling. Do you? Yeah. I don't mind breaking down a box. Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a big job in Brighton, isn't it? How many bins you got? <laughs> I've got three on oh, the go. It's all separate, isn't it? Three on the go, okay. Oh, you know it. We've got a green MP, mate. Oh, you've got a green MP. The bins is a huge job. The bins <laughs> is massive. I'll drive the lorry. <laughs> you have to recycle it yourself. It's on a rotating system. Everyone gets a go. <laughs> what was it like with Josh on tour? Do you think he'd be a good parent when you used to see him sort of uh, living his life? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had such a good time on tour. We're really good mates. And Josh was always enormously supportive of me and my stand-up. But did you see me as a parent? Yeah, because you know what? There were times. Do you remember when I had that terrible breakup? Oh, yeah. yeah. You were very loving and very, like, warm and sort of paternal. Yeah, but also, didn't you all stay in a spooky hotel and he asked to get in your bed? Uh, no, no, it wasn't quite like that. No, 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 no. She, I had a second bed in my room and I asked her to get in uh, it. Did you? No, okay, so, Rob, okay, we're in... You've, you've done the theatre in Buxton. Yes, yes, lovely theatre, yep. Okay, so we theater. were staying opposite yeah. and it did look like the hotel from The Shining and it had been snowing. Yeah. Okay. And so we were winding each other up on the way back being like, oh, I hope it's not haunted, oh, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And anyway, then I get into bed and I'm a real wimp. Right, okay. Yeah. And I'm quite frightened. And then my phone rings... For some reason, I think I did. You did the. Um, he rang the room phone rather than my mobile. The room phone, which is more spooky. Oh, that's terrifying! Which is really <laughs> weird. So I'm in bed. The room phone rings. Oh my god! And it's him going. All right, Ruffle. I know this isn't on your job, Robert, but um, would you fancy sharing a room with me tonight? I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> And I assumed that he would be like, never tell anyone that. But the next day he was on the phone to our agent, Flo, going, it was really haunted where we stayed. I didn't like it. Can we make sure that we're in chains from now on? (laughs) Chain hotels, not in chains. (laughs) Um, 
So, Susie, are you a, are you a, the disciplinarian? I feel like that's Alice, and yeah, you're like trying Alice. to be liked and fun. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say that's bang on the money. Are you good at discipline? Um, <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I try to be. It's quite hard, isn't it? I don't think I've ever seen you not smiling. <laughs> well, I can get cross. You you just watch it, Rob. Okay. But, no, I think I do, I do this thing where I count backwards, where I go five, four... Three, two, I mean, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. All for right to a zero, little yeah. while, she was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. I better do whatever she's asked me to do. Anyway, eventually, she one day let me get to one. <laughs> nothing happened. And then she was like, oh, nothing's happened. <laughs> <laughs> so now I start counting backwards. She looks at me like, what are you doing? This is really embarrassing. <laughs> So what do you do? I, I just say things like, oh, well, this is very disappointing. Oh. <laughs> I know what a good girl you are. Yeah. I know you can be a good yeah, girl. Yeah. But the other day, she walked past the cat on the radiator and went, don't do that again. I know you're a good girl. And carried on walking. She I went to the cat. cat. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then you really see your parenting yeah. reflected back at you. You're like, oh, God, don't I have it about that? You do hear them saying things in the, your tone of voice and the things you've said. And it is hilarious. Yeah, don't do that. That is actually dangerous. <laughs> Things like that. You were big on the cat, weren't you? I was big on the cat. You love the cat. I really lean into my own cliches. Go on. <laughs> so how's the cat adapted to a child being in the house? Absolutely livid. Really? Really angry about it. So I think when... Was the cat in the bed at night? She was in the bed in the night before Alice came mm. on the scene. So the cat predates the wife. Oh, oh the cat's oh, an wow. absolute nightmare. Cats don't die either. They fucking drag it out, don't they? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, oh, it's like Game of Thrones. Fucking wrap it up. <laughs> You're 17, mate. You can't see. You fall off a chair. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, so the cat predates everyone. Yeah. Even you. Even me, yeah. You moved in with the cat. Yeah. yeah. It used to sit on the top of Stonehenge when it was being built, this cat. Sphinx. <laughs> I saw an ad in Spare Room. Yeah. Must like cats. I thought, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I So I've had the cat for about nine years. And there was a time when the cat was in bed with me mm. and it was just me and the cat. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alice moved in and the cat was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> and then Alice was like, I think the cat needs to sleep in the lounge. Oh, Alice, I don't think you've got the decision. I love how in charge Alice is. <laughs> you are whipped and I love it. You are Alice fucking ruling the roost. Fuck off, cat. Get out. <laughs> she had a point. The so cat move did move in sort of... and then move the cat out. Well, the cat was very loving to me, but she used to bite Alice. Bye. Oh, yeah, I bet when she When Alice was asleep, did. she'd bite her toes. Really? Yeah. Our cat comes in at night now and sleeps on our bed, which I like. But from about 5.30 a.m., oh. she pours at our faces. Nah, that cat's got to go. The cat's waking you up before the kids. You want Alice round. She's like super nanny, but with cats. Right, so how did you get rid of the cat from the bedroom, Susie? Oh, we've got doors. You've got doors again, <laughs> just no windows. No, we've got windows. It's just fucking cold. <laughs> So, so does the cat like Alice now? The cat likes Alice now, but the cat but doesn't. The now... cat scratch on the bedroom door. No. Right. The cat now is she will take any kind of love from anyone. Yeah, because it's been cut off from you. Because I think that she thought we were doing up the spare room for her. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think she was like brilliant. They finally got me a massive bed. Yeah. And, like, we were putting the cot up and stuff, and she was getting in the cot, and we were getting yeah. her out of the cot, and I think she was like, why are they playing hard to give my new bed? And then, of course, we brought home a baby. Yeah. And she was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, God. What's this? Keep crying, shouting, trying to grab my towel. And did it just go out and get out of the way, the cat? Has you got an outdoor cat or just a house cat? No, it's an indoor one. Oh, the worst kind. Fucking chuck it out. Let it live its life. <laughs> if you don't come back, that's on the cat. That's the way I think of cats. <laughs> Fucking let them go. 
Open the door. If they go, they go. What's Alan? Is he an outdoor or an indoor, Rob? He's outdoor. And where does he sleep? Is Alan a cat? I thought he had a dog. Got a cat and a dog, mate. Both hate each other. The cat basically lives in utility room now. <laughs> and haven't you got like a little whippet? And a whippet, yeah. The worst kind of dog for a cat, friend. But we've got like a kid gate on the utility room. So the dog can see the cat, the cat can see the dog. But the dog could jump the gate, but just doesn't. It's like, he doesn't believe in himself enough. It feels like a sort of a feel-good film that like, if he got his confidence up, he'd jump the gate. But he can't. <laughs> and the cat is on the other side. Got a cat flap, comes in and out when it wants. Nice, warm utility room. It's underfloor heating. It's going all Part right. of the kitchen. It's going all right. He's having a good life. But we'll occasionally, when the dog's asleep, we'll jump over the little fence and go somewhere for a warm sleep upstairs because the dog's not allowed upstairs. How does oh. the dog know it's not allowed upstairs? Have you got another gate? Yeah, another kid gate at the bottom. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Your house sounds like a prison. Yeah, it is really. <laughs> but the cat can go out and the cat does go out quite a lot. I feel like an indoor cat's got sort of like segregation prison vibe. It feel like it could yeah, flip. Yeah, I don't think I'd get another indoor cat. It's not an indoor cat. You've made it an indoor no, cat. No, no, it is like a, it's like a breed that doesn't really go outside that much because she's really small. What breed is it? It's called a Cornish Rex. A Cornish Rex? That sounds like a cheese that costs 15 quid. <laughs> I haven't done the genealogy of her. Cornish Rex. Cornish Rex. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is a Cornish Rex. Oh, my fucking God. What is that? That is... That's a cat. That's a Cornish Rex. Jeez, I've never seen that. Those ears are big, aren't they? You could eat cereal with them. They have got big ears. Wow. They have got big thin ears. as well. Nice guys, though. I didn't know these existed. Well, there you go. Wow. It's a beautiful looking cat. Thank you. So what, what's the cat situation now? Susan? The cat situation now is that the baby... Yeah. By the way, everyone in my family calls her the baby and that's sort of very, like, geezery. Yeah. So the baby loves the cat. Oh, that's nice. But the cat hates the baby. The cat's called Velma. She can't say Velma. She calls it Alma. Her Alma. The cat's yeah. a girl. Nice. Yeah. And gets really close to her face. And it's like, my cat, my cat, my mm, cat. Borderline too close? I th- yeah, I think it's too close. Yeah, because they do that with our dog, and I'm like, the dog will bite your face. <laughs> Not even a bad dog will do that. But if a dog's asleep and you get right in its face, it'll wake up, panic, and bite your face because that's how dogs live. That's it. I think you've always got to be careful with any kind of pet. Like well, even a human, I wouldn't put my face that near Lou's <laughs> when she's asleep. Not in case she wakes up and bites you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the cat is putting up with the baby, yeah. and the baby is in love right. with the cat. Do you think? Because Rose will say this, like about when. Our son gets too close to the cat. She'll often say, like, when he's going for the cat, she's got the attitude that if he were to swipe our son once, it would sort the whole situation out a bit, if you know what I mean. So, like, it would teach him? It would teach him. Everyone would be happy. We could move on. I don't think he'd be happy. (laughs) I think he'd be absolutely traumatised. No, he wouldn't, but in the long run. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I got bitten by a dog on the back of the leg when I was a kid, and I can still... Vividly remember it as quite an intense experience. I don't feel like you're confident with dogs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you confident with dogs? I can imagine you being scared of a dog. I don't like a big dog. I hate big dogs. Yeah. I think Josh's life as a kid feels a bit like a book. You know, like little Josh from Devon got bit by a dog, allergic to chlorine, goes to school with three kids. It all feels a bit like a little Enid Blight. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Or like the beginning of one of those murder podcasts. It's like he didn't have any friends. Josh would have come from Dartmoor. I was a loner at school. I wasn't a loner. But he loved gladiators. I was popular, actually. I was the lead in the school play in the final year. What was the school play? Robin Hood. Jerry Maguire, he played the kid. (laughs) (laughs) You were Robin Hood in Robin Hood? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, thank you very much. And get this. Who was made Marion? I can't remember who made Marion was. That's bad. That's very, very Matt Smith, Claire Foy, Pagan. Yeah, that's a brutal. She's probably listening right now. 
thinking I've been waiting for this to come up. <laughs> there was no pay gap. There was no pay gap. There was no pay. But do you want to be impressed? I can't yeah. wait to be. Do you know how the role was assigned? Anyone that wanted to play Robin Hood had to audition in front of the class and there was a class vote. Oh. <gasps> so no one else auditioned? <laughs> <laughs> That's high pressure, Josh. Yeah. High stakes. Turned it on, mate. What did you do? A monologue? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, well done. Good for you, mate. Oh, well done, though, Josh. That's very impressive. Thanks, guys. Oh, I'll ask you one more thing before we do the final question. You said that, like, you've always felt like you needed to impress your parents because you never thought you'd be able to sort of have children. Yes. And you're sort of from a very working-class background where having a grandson is sort of like... A big family event and it's a, you know... Yeah, yeah. It's sort of what I was created to do. What you're born to do in that family kind of thing. So how does it feel now that you've sort of, you know, had this amazing career that you put everything into, but also you've got this beautiful daughter? Like, was it a lovely moment for the family? Yeah, it has been, actually. It's been lovely watching my mum and dad become grandparents because my brother doesn't have any children. And so it's just her at the minute. And it might end up just being her. We're at that stage now where everyone's constantly asking us if we're having another. And... I mean, the honest response is a lot of my friends have had another and it looks really fucking hard work. And we're just about (laughs) managing. We've got our head above the water. Did you consciously try for two, Rob? Uh, Yes, we definitely wanted two, yeah. Oh, no, but were um, you like, let's check where Lou is on the cycle and get shagging kind of thing? I'll be honest with you, we got pregnant quite quick both times. All right. Legend. Legend. To the point which... Yeah, but I never really got that fucking weeks of shagging. (laughs) I feel like I got missold that. It was like... Lou must have been relieved, though. (laughs) We were lucky and also, in a way, weren't lucky. So you never know whether that news is good news or bad news. Good news, pregnant, bad news, no sex. For seven to six years. (laughs) So if anything, it really got spun on its head. Sorry, I I deviated somewhat then. So your parents are... Yeah, they are thrilled. They love her. She loves them. She's the only grandchild at the moment. Like, my mum will say things like... She's brought more joy to my life than you'll ever know. Like, my parents are sort of both quite emotional people. Oh, yeah, so they're not, like, putting too much pressure on you about it. No, 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 not at all, I think. (laughs) You were nothing to me until this moment. she's the sunshine of my life, (laughs) things like that, she throws in. Yeah, it's really good for your brother to hear that as well, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they adore her and she just adores them. And, yeah, it's lovely to see my mum and dad becoming grandparents. And it takes a lot of pressure off of my career now. We kind of buried it, but... You know, you said, obviously, I really want her to be around other same-sex couples that have got kids. Also, it's only an hour from my parents, so that's quite <laughs> yeah, good yeah, for childcare. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> also, it's good for childcare, and also because they've only got one grandchild. Yeah, you can rinse it's them. Like, oh, my God. And they're fairly young, aren't they? Yeah, they're like in their 60s, so I'm like, oh, we were thinking yeah. about going out for dinner on Friday. Mum's like, yeah, I'll be there. That's normally the best thing about working-class parents is when you have a grandkid, they're about 42, <laughs> and they are fucking flying. <laughs> Leave them for three weeks. They'll be fine. Oh, well, I mean, my mum's still got such a brilliant social life that she's like, remember I can't have her in August, I'm going to bed at all. That's the only other problem, they're too popular still. My mum and dad's social, and they're great with the kids, but they are very popular, they're always doing something. Yeah, my mum and dad are both really social people. They've yeah. always got bits on, they're going places, they're doing things. I'm like, take her with you. She wants an holiday. Take her to Benidorm, she'll love it. Susie, our last final question. Yes. What's the annoying thing Alice does as a parent and what is the thing you do and you go, oh my God, I'm so happy that we've got a daughter together. She's amazing as a parent. So I think that I'm very, very too strong, but I'm quite disorganised. Yeah. But I'm always on time and I'm quite good with like work stuff of like getting places and not, you know, getting on the wrong train or anything like that. But when it comes to like paying a bill or something, 
I'm dog shit. Like sometimes I'll just put letters in drawers because I think, oh, I'll do yeah, that yeah. later and then I never do. And Alice is, she, she's she's quite on at me yeah. all the time for like not yeah. being on top of my shit. Mental load. She's, she does the mental load. Yeah, well, she's sort of a double-edged sword because when she gets me to do stuff, it inevitably makes my life better. So she is right. Yeah, yeah. But that's annoying. But, do you know what? I'll pay a fucking fine. I'll pay a fine because I'm late. Maybe I won't <laughs> right, pay a fine. Okay. Oh, so I think she's the good one. This is the bad one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is the bad one. <laughs> she's very... Um, organised and on it and we need to do the thing and everything needs to be done and we've just moved into the house and this got to be done and that's got to be done and so it's all quite things have to be like exactly so and I think that's yeah. quite hard and I think she's really good at like the discipline stuff she's really good at the nuts and bolts stuff but that sometimes it makes me a bit like oh god am I rubbish at everything because right, she's too on it because <laughs> she's so on it yeah. and the good one it's a, it's a good one that she's on well, it I think partly it's a good one that she's on it but I think I just, I, I think that both of us grew up thinking that we weren't going to be mums. Yeah. And when we first moved to Brighton, like we went and had ice cream on the beach, the three of us. And it was kind of like, fucking hell, we've done this. Aww. Like she's ours and yeah, we're hers nice. and it's us three. And it didn't, there was a long time where it didn't feel, like long before I met Alice, where I didn't think that being a mum and... Being gay, and there were people listening. Going, well, loads of people gave me like it's totally. But when I was fifteen, it just didn't seem possible. And it sort of felt like when I came out, it sort of felt like I'd said goodbye to that. And so to now be a mum, but also be a mum with someone that's so good at being a mum, oh, feels really special. Oh, oh that's the best end we've ever had. That's amazing. Now that's brilliant, Susie. Is it? Is it? I didn't know. I don't want to be slightly too... ruined by. Do you know what? I'm just picturing. There's a cat back at the house. Sharpening its nails. What the fuck is happening to my life? Where's my fucking ice cream? Where's my fucking ice cream? It used to just be me and Susie. Oh, Susie, that was absolutely amazing. It's very funny and also very important to talk about a lot of those things. There'll be a lot of young people and older people listening that that's really helped and it's great to hear about. So well done, Susie. And good luck with your tour, Snappy. Cheers. Shall I just quickly Steve Wright here? Edinburgh, Glasgow, Brighton, Norwich, London. Leicester, Bradford, Salford, Liverpool, Loughborough, Oxford, Swindon, Hereford, Bristol, Portsmouth, Colchester, Cardiff, Newcastle. Yes, and there's a load of solo theatre dates in London. Yeah, so there's yeah, plenty yeah, of yeah, options. yeah. Yeah, we're about to book yeah. an extra week there. So Brilliant. If they're all sold out, keep an eye on next with booking more. Oh, so happy for you, Sue. Thanks. Well done. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Thanks, Cheers, Susie. Bye-bye. Susie Ruffle. I love that one because it was very funny. I love Susie. And it's, I think it's good actually because we're sort of all friends and known each other years. And I think that helps to have slightly more earnest and deeper conversations about, you know, what it's like being a mum and having a daughter and then in a same sex marriage and stuff. So it's good to have all the different angles. What it's like absolutely ruining a cat's life because you've moved on. (laughs) Anyway, go and see Susie Ruffle on tour. And also, she's got a brilliant podcast with Tom Allen. Yeah. You should listen to. Which like-minded is like-minded friends. Like-minded friends, yeah, where they chat about what they've been up to. And her own podcast that's brilliant called Out. Yes. Where she interviews other people from the LGBTQ plus community. Right, Susie Ruffle, go and see her tour, Snappy. Bye. Bye. Bye.